Good afternoon. It is noontime. That's how that phrase just fits so nice and <laughs> snugly together. Uh, you are listening to Radio A18.com. This is the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. Live. That's Michael Marinelli <laughs> of American Caribbean Real Estate, and this is Michael. <laughs> You're me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy who got hit in the head a long time ago. So out of order. Mark Mills, and uh, we are really happy to have you here yeah. with us today. Uh, we have a great group of sponsors. We will get to in a minute. Our topic for the day is Bub and Do- Bub and Dog. Doug and Bob yeah. would say, "Boy, I got it bad today, man. Yeah, that tongue I is can't tied. Grab. Yeah, seven second delay is not the, needed. Fortunately, enough, porky but pig. But but that's all, folks. So uh, yeah, uh, start that one all over again. Hi, thanks for coming. We appreciate it. This is the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. Uh, this program is made possible every Monday by the good folks at Sunshine Tunnel, Ginny Pinnell at Al, uh, Prime Lending, Bob Klein. We appreciate your work with us, Bob. Uh, Center State Bank, Betty and Lisa, the Lending Ladies. I like that. I think it's a good, good hook for them. Profile uh, our portfolio lending, and uh, <laughs> no, they don't profile you. That would yeah. be against the yeah. law. Uh, wow, they were really yeah. firing on all cylinders today. Murdering it, man. Yeah. I'm just murdering it. You know, this is going to be all Oh, well, they profile me and go, ooh, God, yeah, you forget can't. about it. Don't even think about it. We won't lend you a paper wrapper, as a matter of fact. Center State Bank, uh, we sure do appreciate their uh, involvement in this program. Keys Insurance, uh, Mel and Christina, they Good have folks. been our uh, vortex of insurance issues, and they, they always get the uh, questions answered. We sure do appreciate that. And that new guy, East Coast Mortgage Lenders, uh, Bob, Bob, Ken. Yeah, see, now what is that? That's like Bob Klein, yeah. Ken. Money, 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 money. You sound need like, it if you're going to move here. Sounds like, like uh, uh, was, it, was it Joel and um, uh, Cabaret? Money, money, money. <laughs> Joel Gray. He's already gotten into musicals. Yeah. Oh, man, we're in trouble. And I'm straight. Yeah, I know, which was my point. Uh, <laughs> Ken Nyman, thank you, Kenny, for being a sponsor of the program. Uh, what we are about today is what is bugging you, mosquitoes, oh, Florida yeah. Keys Mosquito Control District. Uh, Beth Ranson is with us. She is the public information Hello. officer. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming on board. We Thanks sure for appreciate having me. You, you bet. did a, quite the drive just to be here. We're, we're, we're honored. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of tipping the cap there. Yeah. Uh, you drove up from Key West. I did. And uh, we are live today from the Isla Morado office. So. It's a beautiful drive. And it's a beautiful you day, too. Holy it cow. Is. It's not that When gorgeous. I first came to the Keys, I drove from Key Largo to Marathon every morning, yeah. 4 o'clock in the morning. Didn't see much until you got to the bridges, and then you mm-hmm. really wanted to be sure yeah. you could see. but. I it do the Key West a marathon drive four days a week. Yeah, so I feel okay. you on that. Driving home was great. You know, yeah. sunset, beautiful. Mm. God, it was just and always against traffic for me, yeah. which is nice. You know, planning. It's just good planning. <laughs> Beth. That's the bottom line. So, uh, new stuff happening. Yeah, with a uh, control district, uh, and um, you know, and let's break this down first of all, so that people kind of get uh, a whiff of what is the mosquito control district really how it functions and what it does. Okay. You are uh, taxpayer-funded, correct? We are. We're funded by property tax. Okay. So we're okay. a special district. Mm-hmm. We actually have five elected officials that govern us or regulate us, and they... Um, kind of the board of directors, the board if you will. The board of commissioners. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yep. they uh, can levy a certain percentage of the property taxes. Okay. Oh, so cool. we're actually right. in the budget process right now to determine what percentage that will be this year. So. More money to kill more bugs. More money to kill more bugs. We try to keep it as close to um, roll back as we can. So. <laughs> well, we sure do appreciate yeah, that. I think we do, that, you we know, do our best. As, as folks down here, we do get a lot of bang for the buck for what y'all do because that can be, I mean... I you, think across the board uh, for property taxes, uh, we absolutely, do pretty well. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah. in comparison okay. with people who aren't from the Keys, no, our property taxes are half of what they would be if we were in, let's say, the Miami portions of oh, Coral Gables. Yeah. Right, Coral Gables, Coconut sure. Grove, Pinecrest. Those are almost two and a quarter percent a yeah. year when I practice there. Here we're at 1.1. 1. 1. 1%. Yeah, yeah barely. Over 1. Just 1. over 1%. So yeah. what we get down here, especially like we were saying with the Mosquito Board, we get a lot of bang for our buck in our tax. Uh, yeah, we do. We really do. Um, I mean, we're all 
I think we're all property taxes sitting, yep. property taxpayers <laughs> sitting around this table. I won't make that judgment call, but um, you really do. You don't mm-hmm. even realize how much you get down here. And well, we got a good see. educational system. You're a part of that, actually. Correct. We do. We actually go into the schools, the local schools around yeah, you were here, saying that. and we teach the kids mosquito biology and all about the diseases that the mosquitoes carry, so that it's you know, and bred in them early so right. that they can appreciate why you dump out standing water. And kids are great running around their yards and being mosquito police is what we like to call them, dumping standing water. <laughs> and why do you need Pine-sized to dump down the, uh, uh, the, the water? What's, what's going on with that? So one of the most dangerous mosquitoes that we have down in the Florida Keys is the 80s Egypti mosquito. Okay. It's a tropical mosquito, but with all the climate changes, it's slowly working its way even further north. So we're starting to see it in more Ooh. northern states, yeah. too. Good deal. And this mosquito carries Zika, which has been in the news a lot, um, dengue, which we had an yeah, outbreak down right, here about right. 10, 9 to 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mostly um, in the lower keys, though, correct? It was all in Key West. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe one case in Stock Island, but it was all um, in a very localized area of Key West. Okay. And we can talk about why that is mm-hmm. and why it's localized. Sure. Um, and they are container breeders. Okay. They, I call them a man-made mosquito. They breed <laughs> in cleaner water. So like oh. rainwater that collects in your unclean gutters and right. um, plant trivets that are left outside. They can even breed inside in like pet bowls that you don't change out the water enough. Wow. Fresh water only or fresh water and salt water? Fresh water only. Fresh water only. Fresh water okay. only. So, we do have some mosquitoes that are salt water. And so we'll talk about breeder. them. But, okay. Uh, the Egypti, it only takes about a bottle cap full of water to breed 300 Egypti mosquitoes, so it doesn't <laughs> right. take a Talk about a cheap date. Your, your, <laughs> rain, your rain water. Uh, your rain water. Or, or right. sprinkler water, whatever you might have. You know, the water that collects under the air conditioning unit yeah. or any of that water. Probably one of the most guilty places, too, in the Keys when yeah. I think about it. Would be the air conditioner grip. Sure, you don't even think about that. Right, and I mean, I try to um, talk about that every time we talk to people out in the public. Just remember, just because we haven't had rain doesn't mean we aren't creating water down Mm -hmm. here. Right. Um, So always walk around. When you take out your trash, just look for any standing water inside and outside. If you have lucky bamboo inside, change that water out. I've... You know, before I worked for mosquito <laughs> control, I bred mosquitoes in the lucky bamboo. Well, um, you don't you know? think about breeding them inside. But no, yeah. you don't. But, you know, we, we like to open our doors when it's a little mm-hmm. cooler. And a lot of people yeah. don't have screens. And you yeah. just have that open air. So the mosquitoes do come in. Yeah, um, they do. You mentioned this breed. Are there, are there multiple breeds that we don't have? We have here? about... I'm going to say approximately 46 because that can change. We find new ones or ones leave. Um, But the main ones that we have or the main ones here are the salt marsh mosquito. And they represent about 98% of the population of all the the Florida Keys. And Isle Morata specifically, it's about 97% of the the mosquito population. Marsh mosquito is more or less... Uh, aggressive than the Egypti is. It's more aggressive. Okay. You will oh. notice that they are um, very opportunistic. They will bite on anything that they see. Wow. And they are mostly active at sunrise and sunset, but they will bite a little bit during the day. And they're the ones that get on your face. You see them on your arms. They kind of like to hang out and take their blood meal off one person. So the ones that you <laughs> swat are typically the salt marsh. They're okay. very aggressive. I love the way you phrase that <laughs> blood meal. Yeah. <laughs> And the Egypti, the ones that carry the disease, you don't notice them as much. They're very, I call them like ninja mosquitoes, too. They kind of fly in and take a little nibble around your ankles. And they'll probably take, you know, they won't take their entire blood meal off one person. They'll go around and feed off several people. And they typically only feed on humans. We did a feeding study and we from Egypti that we caught in traps and found that their blood was... In the blood meals, it was about 99% human and about 1% domesticated cats. So <laughs> domesticated like cats. Domesticated cats. So feral cats get a pass. Oh, well, we didn't, do, you know, we discovered <laughs> yeah. that it was the cats. cats. It's just feline yeah. DNA. In right. Other words. Yeah. yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, so, you know, we do have a lot of cats in Key West that wander around, too. But Point. I mean, and we used to have, I mean, you know, I, I read a lot of history. And I mean, when, when you know, Chrome and Flagler were coming down here, mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest concerns that they had was the mosquitoes. They said it was ju- were just Horrible. horrendous. Yeah. And right. I guess through the steps that you have taken, it actually, you know, down here, it really isn't that much different than that. you go on the mainland. A lot of people wonder, oh, mosquitoes down here. I don't find it really any different. I think a lot of that has to do with what y'all are doing. Well, one of my favorite things when I'm working, because I also do the educational booths at festivals, right. and when I'm cool. working those booths, you hear people come up and say, you guys don't know what mosquitoes are down here. You don't <laughs> even have mosquitoes. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, you know, if we shut down for a month, <laughs> yeah. you might, uh, you see might what you get. 
be a little different. But um, of course, the industrialization of society mm-hmm. has a lot to do with killing mosquitoes as well. Because the more cars we drive, the more crap we put in the air. Uh, you know, they don't they don't foster too well in that environment either. I you know they are pretty adaptive. So I, I would oh. I would hesitate <laughs> to say that they are um, extremely intelligent with how they adapt. So and you see the ski skeeters hanging out at the back of a bus uh, by the pipe there. You know yeah. they may have found a new home there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, know. we okay. find that some of the truck sprays, like with the Egypti mosquitoes, they hide during the day. So and they hide <laughs> at night. They like to go uh. to a cool place. So when we do truck sprays. Those mosquitoes don't tend to get a fatal dose of the adulticide. So they're starting to develop some resistance wow. to the adulticide because they maybe come out and get a little bit, but not a lot enough. So to... the truck spray just kind of pisses them off. The Egypti, but it works really well on the salt marsh Good. mosquitoes. Okay. Right. So no, get, get some cool. of them down. Though, I mean, there because when it comes in contact with them, it kills them. So they haven't oh, developed that resistance cool. to salt marsh. Um, and unfortunately, in the Upper Keys, because of the salt marsh being the most population or the largest population, you get a few more adulticide and truck sprays up here mm-hmm. than we see down in the Lower Keys. Okay. Um, because you get a lot of those salt marsh from the Everglades. Right. Salt marsh mosquitoes will fly over 70 miles. So when you get a west Man, wind, that's a long yeah. they yeah. come in. Down. It is wow. longer than what I did today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. <laughs> Close. Uh. Um, but we have to wait till they get here. Yeah, we, to do right, we do a lot of larviciding in the lower keys and the middle keys. But you can't spray in the Everglades, can you? No, we can't. Oh, let me tell you. We went out to Cape Sable yeah. uh, not too long ago. It was just unreal. With the uh, the amount of mosquitoes that we had there, no, so were I can you hear what using saying. bug spray or not? It, even even with the, the 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 bug spray, it did. They were still aggressive flying. We might not have gotten the bites, yeah. but they were just on you, around you, annoying you, flying in every orifice just about that you had. Uh, you know, it was it was horrible. And, but it gives you a perspective. Wear more clothing next yeah, time you that, go to the Everglades. Well, the, we Bye-bye. went to the nude part. Um, <laughs> No, honey, I didn't really say that. It absolutely um, stalls the conversation. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, it really, po- again, points out what we have here in the, in the steps that y'all are taking. Yeah. Make it manageable. do a lot of larviciding, which I mentioned, which um, tries to kill those mosquitoes before they become flying adults. Which is a good thing. It's expensive. Yeah. Um, it's about $25,000 every time the helicopter goes up to wow. do larviciding treatments. You know, I'd say about per day because you have the product. You have the helicopter maintenance overhead, the pilot costs, the insurance. So if you take everything that goes into those treatments, but it's more environmentally friendly. It doesn't have um, effects on non-targets because we will say that the adulticide will harm any insect that's about the same size as a mosquito that's flying around at the same time as the yeah, mosquito. Understood. Um, and we still do the same a number of flights as we have over the last few years, or is that dwindled Adulticide down? flights? Yeah. Uh, that's gone way down since we've started larviciding. Okay. Um, you know, we can't avoid it up here again when you have a west wind come in from yeah. the Everglades, but um, yeah. as far as the mosquitoes that breed around here, we've done really well at um, controlling them with the larviciding. Yeah. No, you, I wish yeah. we could eradicate. Yeah. Right, do you uh, do anything, and I've, I've heard about it, and I think we were talking, I heard you talking off here, where they send out the sterilized males or or, or something or, or to, for, for breeding, it cuts down? Is that something that they, you all do? Right. Well, we are part of research that we've done down here already is with Wabakia yeah. mosquitoes, infected sure. mosquitoes. And these are male Aedes aegypti mosquitoes that have been infected with Wabakia bacteria. Okay. And when Wabakia male, causes... Wabakia causes sterility it's kind of a process so i'll explain it real quick so you'll find wabakia in already some of our insects and mosquitoes it's a common bacteria that you'll find in dragonflies butterflies mosquitoes but not every species of mosquito so fortunately the 80s aegypti doesn't carry wabakia so that's nice because if an aegypti that's infected with wabakia that say we've or the mosquito mate, the company has infected mm-hmm. it with Wabakia, right. mates with a female that's not infected, it renders them basically sterile. Their right. their eggs don't survive. Okay. But if a party's over. Party's over. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if a Wabakia infected Egypti mates with a Wabakia infected female Egypti, mm-hmm. then their offspring do survive. Okay. And mm-hmm. they'll have right. So but we don't have Wabakia infected Egypti down here. So when we release Wabakia infected males um, and the male's only job is to go and 
you know, have a one night stand. There you go. It's looking for a hookup. That's its only job. <laughs> Bummer of an existence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, male mosquitoes do not bite humans. Well, that's it's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is, is I always heard there's, there's, yeah. I guess, uh, what do you call it? Not conventional wisdom, but hearsay. Um, <laughs> there's a word for it, uh, whatever. But that. <laughs> The ones that you hear aren't the ones that bite you. Is that correct? I've, I've heard like the males, the males buzz in your ear, but it's the females that bite you, or vice versa. Or the, is the, that just you uh, can hear the females too? You, okay, yeah, yeah. So that, that has um, no merit. No, just the the males. Literally, their only job is to create more mosquitoes. Okay. Um, they do. They are pollinators to some extent, but because they only drink. Um, I have Rum. your problem now. It's <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's Monday. Yeah. They only drink nectar, and that's okay. what they feed on. And female mosquitoes will feed on nectar as well, but when they're um, creating eggs, they need the protein from blood. Right. Okay. So that's why only females bite. They're looking okay. for a protein to feed their eggs. Okay, right. so that's it. it's not necessarily that they're eating. It's it's to it's feed that their they're offspring. helping. Be, yeah. Interesting. Now the female aegypti can replicate or make a whole bunch of little mosquitoes, can it? It can take only about three months to make about 90,000 mosquitoes <laughs> from one, one mosquito. Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't, because she has offspring, who then have offspring, who then have offspring. So it doesn't take they, very They're long. kind of a busy group, aren't they? They're very busy. That's all they do. Um, but going back to the <laughs> releases, right. you know, my mind is um, spinning with one-liners yeah. here. Oh, you, know, you can bring a octomom, yeah, you know, know, whatever you want to do. Absolutely. But yeah. you know, the bottom line is uh, the introduction of the sterilized male should put the brakes on, uh, you know, uh, that that particular variety, that particular of species, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Quite a bit, which is right? only represents about one percent of our mosquito population in the Keys, but it's the deadliest mosquito right. in our population. So Good place and, to start, right? Yeah. So we tried the Wabakia, we participated in Wabakia trials last year okay. um, with Mosquito Mate. They're doing a much larger trial this year in Miami, and we, um, they're looking to get their experimental use permit with the EPA extended so that we can do a potentially larger trial down here again next year, but cool. we're still in talks with them this on that. This is part of the OxyTech thing, right? No, this is no. Mosquito Mate. Different. This is Wabakia, um, okay. and this has already been um, given an experimental use permit through the EPA. Excellent. So we're working with them on trying to um, help them get certification or registration. Uh, then there's the Oxitec mosquito. Right. Well, uh, I was which thinking, is completely do people confuse separate. these things quite a bit? They or? do. They do. One Good, is infected with me. a naturally occurring yeah. bacteria. Right. Yeah. And the other one is genetically modified so that when that male mates with the female again, they don't produce viable offspring. Got so it. it's the same concept just different process right. to get there um so oxitec has been working on getting approval for a trial right since 2009 2010 yeah. um been a while they had approval through the fda uh but then we wanted to change the site location and we worked with that and so the fda well, we went through the referendum which we all right. Right. participated in right and it had approval or 50 over 50 percent um approval to do the release in the referendum uh just countywide but key haven had their own separate referendum and they voted it down happening in their neighborhood um this wasn't a binding referendum but our board members said that they would follow right um, understood what happened yeah Yeah, that's cool so to get that site changed they had to reapply with the fda and at that time the fda then passed that on to the epa Mm -hmm. the which makes more sense because the epa actually is the regulatory authority for all mosquito control products. So it made a little more sense that mm-hmm. it went back through there. Um, so the EPA, Oxitec applied for an experimental use permit in December of last year, and the EPA has been reviewing it since then. We had thought a decision would come down in July, but um, they are still reviewing an abundance of comments as well as the application that they received during their two public comment, 30-day public comment periods. Um, there was a lot of comments that or substantial comments that were for the release, showing science for the release, and then there were substantial comments with concerns and different science questions that they had for the release. We're going to stop you right there. We're going to get into more of that because I know that uh, I was in California when they did the whole MedFly thing Mm -hmm. years and years and years ago. And, you know, the outcry, I think, was obvious, you know, to a lot of people, but they didn't look to the science Mm -hmm. to understand uh, what the, you know, uh, the end result was the end game, and it worked out pretty well. So, um, Harry, we're going to take a break, folks. We appreciate you coming along. You're listening to Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. 
live on Radio A1A. Please like us on Facebook. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Stay with us. It's hurricane season again. Before a storm hits, take a few minutes to review your insurance policies with a Keys Insurance agent. Keys Insurance is much more than just property and casualty. Keys Insurance covers commercial and business insurance, all lines of liability, workers' comp, employees' health and payroll. Keys Insurance works every day to keep their promise to cover you. Log on to keysinsurance.com or call 305-453-1445 to speak with a Keys Insurance agent. Hello, Radio A1A listeners. This is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate. Let me ask you, are you tired of the same old real estate agents doing the same old stuff the same old way? I provide a level of service that most agents can't, don't, or won't. Contact me to find your piece of paradise here in the Florida Keys or to assist you in finding a great agent nationwide. As part of the Christie's International Real Estate Network, I've got a team of agents that can take care of you no matter where you are. So no matter what your real estate needs are, with 22 years of service, contact me, Michael Marinelli, the real estate conk of American Caribbean Real Estate at 305-439-7730 or visit me at my award-winning Florida Keys Real Estate and Lifestyle blog at therealestateconk.com. I look forward to working with you soon. Bob Klein from Prime Lending here. Picture the possibilities. An open concept kitchen with all new appliances and cabinets. A bathroom with new tiles and fixtures. New flooring, new landscaping, new pool, and even a new roof. All realities. Turn your dream into your dream home with a renovation loan from Prime Lending. When you choose Prime Lending, you can count on getting the support you need every step of the way. Our process is simple. You have one application, one approval process, one closing, and one mortgage payment. Turn any home into your dream home. To learn more, contact me, Bob Klein, at 561-866-5566. Again, that's 561-866-5566. Robert Klein, MLS, 334486, all loans subject to credit approval, rates and fees subject to change. Prime Lending, a Plains Capital Company, and MLS, 13649, is an equal housing lender. This is Mayor Gonzo Mays, the official honorary mayor of Key West and the Florida Keys, and you're listening to Trop Rock Music Association award-winning Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. Rocking our way back into the second segment of Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. Thank you so much for coming along. You're listening to RadioA1A.com. We are with Beth Ranson, yeah. the uh, public information officer from uh, Florida Keys Mosquito Control District. We're kind of up to our eyeballs here in uh, Aegis Aegypti, yada, yeah. yada, but they're 80s Aegypti. 80s Aegypti. So I, I got to yep. get that right eventually, you know. Uh, in Catholic school, Latin, <laughs> over my head, you know, at a million miles an hour. But um, there, uh, you know, with, with the experimentation, it's, it's not even really that because they've done most of that work in a lab, uh, introducing uh, sterilized males uh, you know, uh, to control uh, populations of a number of different flying bugs, pests mm-hmm. over the years. As I said earlier, we I was in California when we did the medfly thing. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, the, the public outcry was near hysteria at one point in time. People really thought this was going to be the end of the world. You know, and, and similar to the people who thought that the first time they lit off an atomic bomb, it would set the atmosphere on fire and that would be it. A little on the outer edge, if you, you know. So, I mean, how are we testing, first of all, you know, uh, the like the OxyTech stuff, you know, and I just want to get this on the map because I think, you know, everybody involved in this is trying to do the right thing. Okay, so how are we testing it? We, yeah. we are currently not testing right. it. Right. Um, just... No, no, Well, it's the truth is uh, we'll yeah. set you free. Um, you know, so it, it is under review with yeah. the EPA, who is our regulatory agency, the and process they, is the under process review. is okay. under review. Right. Um, the application, which talks about the protocol for a trial in right. Monroe County and also um, Harris County, Texas, which is Houston, Texas, is on right. that experimental use permit as well, and. Part of that application process is opening up to public comments, and they did that twice. So there's 60 days of public comments, and they received a, 
quite um, substantial number of comments as well as comments that were very well thought out. For and, and against. Um, concerns and yeah. for, right. Sure. And the EPA looks at every single one of those comments from what they've told us. They're still reviewing a lot of them. Um, they look at the science of the comments that are based there and d- discuss that and research it. And, you know, Mosquito Control, we trust the EPA, and they are a regulatory authority. So whatever they decide, if they decide that it's um, safe to move forward, we will respect that and obviously move forward. Our commissioners have already voted that way. Um, It will have to come back around because they have to discuss an investigational agreement. Um, But, you know, we'll respect whatever the decision. But our local commissioners are in favor of this test at this point in time, correct? Um, Correct. Which uh, is cool. I mean, look, you know, kill the bugs. And I can't, like I said, I can't speak for them. We have two Correct. new, we have two Understood. new commissioners that are on the board that um, right. were they weren't there with the prior. And vote, they probably so. wouldn't take kindly to you <laughs> speaking for them. Right. So I, I, I don't speak for them. I do speak on the party line, which is that um, you know this is something that the district has been interested in for right. a while. Right. Uh, the gypti is really hard to control. It's one of the hardest mosquitoes to control. And as we were talking about earlier with resistance, they are developing mm-hmm. resistance to some of our adulticides and. They have the ability to spread some very scary diseases. So, well, and it sounds like they hang in sort of an urban uh, context too. They do. You, yeah. you know, we've had a lot of questions where people say, "Why can't you do this um, experiment or trial offshore on some of the other unpopulated islands?" And the the thing is, is that you will not find these mosquitoes over there. Right. right. They they, as we discussed earlier, feed almost exclusively off humans, and they do not go very far from where they're bred. They only travel about 100 yards. So they stay right around wow. where, where they breed because they know typically that they were, their eggs were laid there so that they're close to humans. So that's their whole life cycle is about 100 yards? Yep. Wow. They do not travel very far. Interesting. They want to hmm. stay right around their blood meals and their human meals. So you'll find like when we had the dengue outbreak, it was typically right around where the first person was exposed and it kind of all just blossomed in that one area. And that's, you know, with Wynwood, with Zika, you found that it was in that little mm-hmm. pockets. Right. Because, so kind of an example that I use with the kids, which is fun and they get it, is say you travel to, one of you, Mark, might travel to um, tropical country that has dengue. Right. Mm-hmm. And you get bit by a mosquito that has dengue there. And you come home. And then you start to feel sick and you go to the doctor and you find out that you have had dengue. In the meantime, you've hung out at your house Mm -hmm. and you're outside maybe and a a gypti comes and takes a blood meal off of you. And then she flies away for about a week and she develops the disease within her system. So it's not a blood to blood uh, transfer. So how mosquitoes spread disease is right after they insert their proboscis in, they spit into your blood to kind of thin it out and enables them to drink it better. So when they develop dengue in their system and then they come and they fly over and they bite mark and they spit into your blood, they pass the dengue directly into your bloodstream. And so that's how that happens. Right. So maybe killing me here. They bite mark. Maybe Mark has is having a barbecue and he has ten people at his house. They're gonna bite all ten of those people. They're all gonna potentially get dengue. All potentially can get dengue. So that's how and then they go to their house and then that's how that Right, just keeps on spreading. Apparently me and my friends aren't smart enough to put on bug spray. Right. And how effective is bug spray for all of these mosquitoes? Does it work for some, not for others? Does it work for these, like I said, ones that carry the diseases? Um, you know, we always say the more DEET, the better. Okay. Um, <laughs> because DEET, a lot of them will work, and the um, EPA has a great uh, page on their website Oops, sorry, sorry. that will list all of the types of insect repellents that they say work. The other thing people don't really realize is you have to reapply. So I like to use natural insect repellents like mm. lemongrass and different scents like that, but you have to reapply almost every 15 to 20 minutes. Really? That so a lot of people throw on a natural sure. insect repellent and go on their business and not reapply for several hours, and then right. the effect has worn off. Same with even DEET. You need to look at how long it's effective and right. reapply constantly. Right. Here's, a, here's a, a one that friends of mine will, will, will argue. Will they, if let's say you just spray your arms, you just do a general spray, mm-hmm. will they only not bite you in the place that you sprayed, or will they pretty much just the smell of it will keep them away from you? 
Now you, we recommend you spray your arms and on top of your clothes, not just what's exposed. So even on top of your clothes. Even on recommend. top of your clothes. Um, mosquitoes are attracted to dark colors too because they hide. Oh, okay. So if you're going to be somewhere where you know, <laughs> I guess I'm going to get some mosquitoes. Back. Really, so you're the I, I'm not today, really brother. the best yeah. representative <laughs> either. Um, no, that's right. But Harry's shoes. Oh, <laughs> Harry, you're, you're in. Man. You're a goner, dude. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the first time you said that, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just the mosquitoes. It. Generally hear that every uh, Monday. <laughs> so, yeah, light color. If you're going somewhere where there's a lot of mosquitoes, you recommend wearing um, light, light colors. colors. Interesting. Because yeah. right, okay. they can't hide on there. Well, and it is. I mean, I've actually heard that where DEET is concerned, it, it, it has a better shelf life on your clothing than it does on your skin because your skin is perspiring. Right. Yeah. It just, you know, same with sunscreen. It, you have to reapply. It's, same, it's same. no different. Same type of thing. Yeah. You know, there's a, that's why there's a lot of um, clothes that are soaked in permethrin, which is mm-hmm. an insect. Right. Um, it's an adulticide. So right. when insects wow. come into contact with that, but it's still with the same thing. You mm-hmm. buy a insect shield shirt after you wash it a certain amount of times. <laughs> it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's a that, wrap. Yeah. That permethrin's gone. What's the yeah. how long do mosquitoes generally live, and does that go on different breeds? It varies from species to species. Um, you can look at with a gyp dye, probably a couple of weeks. Okay, you know, and um, they breed or they hatch faster. We're unfortunate down here that we're year round. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of you get in colder climates; they don't have mosquitoes year round. Um, but we do our hatching process does slow down in the winter. Um, the cooler the water, the cooler the temperatures, the longer the process to go from egg to adult mosquito uh-huh. is. This time of year, we usually have three days or less once the eggs hatch to, to get to them before they become wow. flying insects. By, so. Yeah, killers. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, Marsh mosquito, same, same as far as the lifespan and all that? Or, They're uh, a little bit longer, but yeah. you know, it's easier to say the same. Much, Approximately so. the same. Okay. Yep. So they don't last long, but they do a lot during their yeah, short time here. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, breed and... Nah, never mind. <laughs> Thank you for not jumping in on that. I almost did. <laughs> almost did. I know. I know. Hitting me on the fly, it's a good yeah. thing. So You know what? I, I mean, This uh, biotechnology that mm-hmm. we've just run through here... Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, you've made it fairly easy to understand. There are some new things that I wanted to touch base with. Sure. And that is uh, that we have new trucks coming in. We have new truck sprayers. Yeah. Same trucks. Same trucks, just, old uh, trucks, just new yeah, sprayers. Yeah, just detaching new sprayers. We have three new electric sprayers. Um, so they're not running on diesel fuel, and they're not running on gasoline, and they're so quiet. Nice. Um, yes, they're very quiet. They have a nice LED light ring, so you can see them and know Ooh. that they're on. Um, our only issue is people are going to think that we're not spraying because they won't hear the trucks go by. We get a lot of people say, yeah. oh, I love it when I heard the truck go by. Yeah, there's a by. certain, uh, you know, I it's like hearing the ice cream man coming by. I love it. Yeah. You know, right. the, the level of noise is about the same as a food processor, so it's Sweet. it's really quiet. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. The carbon footprint will go way down with our sprayers, oh, and nice. they've been testing just as effective, so... We're going to have one in the lower keys, one in the middle keys, and one in the upper keys for now and awesome. rotate it through neighborhoods. So You just mentioned something, carbon. I remember there was a craze, and I don't know if it, it was true. Those um, carbon dioxide mosquito things with the propane and what have you, do those, are uh, those really effective? The mosquito magnets. Mosquito, yeah. That's yeah. Where, mosquito, are those really effective? They are. They okay. are. Um, but remember the term mosquito magnet. So yeah. you don't want to place it near where you're going to hang out because the mosquitoes are attracted to it. Okay. Yeah. So the goal is to kind of place it away from where you're hanging out. Otherwise, so they're they stopping on you for their meal. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, you're just drawing some that weren't yeah. even in your yard into right. your yard to right. you. Um, Do they but, work for all the different mosquitoes or just only some of them? Um, they'll work for the salt marsh. Okay. And they will work for the gyp dye, but, I mean, they're good. really good on the salt marsh. So That's great. You know, a good we, way to teach your kids a lesson about mosquitoes. Yeah. You know, put them out in the yard and put the mosquito thing <laughs> in the middle there, and you know, see, don't hang out next to it. Yep. You know, so. but if they they do they do okay, so work, but you know they they do draw the mosquitoes to it. Okay. So you may be drawing more yeah. than. But it is an effective means of uh, killing bugs. It is. So it, it's enjoy. helpful. So, exactly. Okay. I mean, yeah. when we put out traps too, which we put in potential hotspot areas so that we can see what species of mosquito is. We have about 60 traps that we set every week and we identify and look through every single one of those mm-hmm. mosquitoes in those traps yeah, so we can see what populations are where. Research versus 
you know, killing. Right, some surveillance and knowing what. And during the Zika, we were getting all of our adult Egypti that we were catching in traps. We were getting them sent away and tested, and none of them had Zika. So we were keeping managing to keep it out of here for now. Good deal. What what is the draw for them to be more in an urban area? Is it just because that's where the meal is? For the Egypti? Yeah. Yes. So the more condensed area of population, you're going to find a higher percentage of mosquitoes, Egypti mosquitoes. So like I was saying here, it's about 3% of the mosquito population in Almorada. Mm-hmm. The Egypti is about 25% of the mosquito population in Key West. How long mm-hmm. have you been with so, the control district? About four years. Mm-hmm. Biggest change you've seen in that time period? Biggest change I've seen in that time period. Um, our adulticide use going down. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we've only really had one aerial adulticide treatment all year here so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no low-flying uh, aircraft or anything like that. It's kind of a surprising. Right. right. I mean, yeah. you know, the helicopters are still pretty low, but not as low as, I mean, they're around the same height as the airplane, but the, the airplane days, kind of, God, yeah, those are 75 awesome. to 100 feet feels yeah. much lower when it's an airplane oh, going yeah. over you. I'm a pilot, and that's, that's like kissing the ground yeah. so when, you're, when you're at, uh, when you're at 100 feet. Yep. Yep. Right. I mean, you know, we, we have a small target here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if, we, if we're not that low, it's just going to go blow away, and it's yeah. a waste of money and product and time. Yeah. So. Well, you got to get low enough so that it actually sticks mm-hmm. in the ground and kills something. Right. So, good plan. Uh, you know, and, and I think that uh, you guys overall and go after what Michael said. Uh, you know, and the control district has done a remarkable job. Yeah. Well, you know, thank you. I mean, we are very grateful uh, for we your have efforts. Wonderful yeah. inspectors that are out there every day, crawling under houses, crawling through mangroves. Um, Boy, that's tolerating that, that heat. Job I'd want. Dedication. They're yeah, out no there kidding. in that heat every day, all day, yeah. and they do a lot. They are the front lines. Thank you. I just talk <laughs> about them, but they get out there and they do the the hard work. That's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. So, I, I tell you what, I, I think you know, let's take one more break. And then uh, can we talk a little bit about what's in the future works for the, uh, the control district? Cool. Yep. Harry, one more time down to the uh, paying the bills. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Like us on Facebook. You are listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys live on Radio 81A. selling a home. Maybe you're thinking about buying a piece of land to build on. One thing you need to consider in any real estate transaction is title. You want to be sure there are no surprises ahead. Getting clear title and title insurance is the one and only job of Sunshine Title of the Keys. Sunshine Title for escrow, closings, and title insurance done right. Call Ginny at Sunshine Title 305 Four five one zero zero three two today. Have you ever wondered whether you might need a little cash to pay off those credit cards? I've been working with Bob Klein at Prime Lending for all my financing needs. With over 30 years of banking experience, Bob is the loan officer to call to refinance your current home mortgage. So whether you're looking for a beach house or a condo offering a maintenance-free lifestyle, Bob at Prime Lending is your loan officer. Now is the time to call Bob. Dial 561-866-55. That's 561-866-5566. That's, by the way, is his personal cell phone, so you'll be speaking directly with Bob. All loans are subject credit approval. Prime Lending MLS 13649 is an equal housing lender. Prime Lending is a wholly owned subsidiary of Plain Capital Bank. This is Robert from Prime Lending, a proud supporter of the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys on Radio A1A, live every Monday at noon. Florida Keys is a chain of islands known for its crystal blue waters, famous for sports fishing, 
world-class diving, and its laid-back atmosphere. Nestled between the Everglades National Park and the National Marine Sanctuary, the Keys are home to a precious and rare ecosystem found nowhere else. Here you will also find world-class dining featuring fresh-from-the-dock seafood as well as other chef-prepared culinary favorites. The Florida Keys has the feel of a quaint seaside village with a laid-back vibe, taking you worlds away from everyday cares. Stunning coastal-inspired homes line the shores of the islands offering spectacular sunset views. Whether you start your day taking in the sunrise on your oceanfront veranda or heading out on the water for an adventure, the Keys has something to offer everyone. American Caribbean Real Estate, your Christie's International Real Estate Brokerage, knows that our island lifestyle is just as important as the home and we are prepared to match you to the right property to fit your lifestyle. As the local Christie's International Real Estate Affiliate, we have the powerful backing of the network including 1,300 offices worldwide and the only real estate company owned by a premier auction house. This added to our local market expertise makes American Caribbean Real Estate the right agency to assist you in finding your piece of paradise in the Florida Keys. Hey y'all, this is Donnie Brewer. You're listening to Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. When the Beatles sang about twist and shout, they weren't talking about dancing. No, no, no. Welcome back to the program, folks. Uh, segment three here. We are uh, talking with Beth Ranson from the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit mushy upstairs now because of all of this, uh, you know, the biology of this. But you know what? I mean, if you don't understand that, uh, then uh, I think uh, it, uh, the whole treatment of the mosquito issue and what they're about. As, because Michael asked the question early, and, and I think you gave it a fairly direct answer to it, was, but the bottom line is, is that mosquitoes do serve a purpose because they're part of the food chain. They are part of the yeah. food chain. So complete eradication of them would be a bad idea. Right, and it would be pretty much impossible yeah, right. to do complete <laughs> eradication. I mean, you know, we have, like I Killing said, all the cockroaches, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, they'll be happen, here right? long before... You know, long, long after, after we're gone, yep. There you go. So what lies in the future uh, for Mosquito Control District? One thing I'm really excited about, because it's kind of my baby, is the smartphone app that we have oh, coming oh, out. Yeah. Nice. It's going to be available for both Android and iPhone. Uh, we're in final testing, working out some of the little tweaks. Um, it's going to provide, you can sign up for push notifications for truck sprays in your area or whatever area you want. Aerial adulticide, aerial wow. larvicide. It'll just pop up on your phone that there's a spray cool. occurring yeah, in your like area. That. So that'll be really nice. What's your uh, release date? <laughs> now that I pin you on the spot. Don't make her feel bad, dude. Come on. Uh, once we get all those tweaks, hopefully uh, before the end of September. So all right. Get right around the so bugs. Soon. Yeah, get yeah. bugs out no of the No pun intended. Yeah. Let us, let us know that because we'd love to let our folks know it. Hey, I will. Uh, I'm going to be screaming it to the good deal. off the top of the hills. But um, it also, cool. you'll be able to do service requests directly oh, from the sweet. phone. And it can GPS locate where you are. You can change the location. The app is the, the future picks. to so yeah, many things. It is, yeah. and hopefully it'll keep people a little more connected and find. I mean, we already talk about things on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, and on our website, and any chance we get on radio and in the papers. But sometimes it's still not enough. So hopefully the well, smartphone apps will help with that. Yeah, and the the problems with things like Facebook and like that. Much as I am a uh, definitely a lover of Facebook, uh, the uh, problem is there's too many other distractions there. Correct. Yes. And if you want to really get to the meat of what's going on, bada bing, you, you get the app. Right, and this will just push it out. And like that's why you can pick what areas you want so that you're not getting, you know, if you're up here in Alamorada, you're not finding right. out when we're spraying in Key West on a truck spray. Right. You awesome. probably don't care that. So. Excellent. On that, I'm pretty excited about that. And then um, we are looking to... Um, we're in the process of trying to procure two new helicopters, um, <laughs> Airbus H-125s. Ooh, nice. uh, wow. We yeah. have, currently have four helicopters and two airplanes, but two of the helicopters and the airplanes are both an aging fleet. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the amount of time that they're down for maintenance yeah. and trying to get those parts um, means that they're not up in the air doing right. what they need to do. Right. So we're looking to 
get rid of our two oldest helicopters and put in these two um, Airbus H-125s. And maybe in the future, we'll see that they'll be able to do the job of the airplanes too, so we can move those out of the fleet. Um, this will help our pilots because right now they have to learn two is to three different. <laughs> As we're looking at a helicopter yeah. flying by, I think they're, nope, they heard you. They're bringing mine. you your new toy. There you go. Yeah. Pretty sure that's not mine. <laughs> yeah. That would be a Jet Ranger. Yeah. So. But if it is, I, I haven't gotten an alert to that we're spraying yet. Um, and then I'll have to yell at somebody. There you um, go. <laughs> But yeah, that was on cue. Right? Yeah, well, I, I arranged that. Man, that was a, you know, they, they talk about the, uh, you know, all the F-14s flying over. That was tough. Yeah. That, so the, right along. the H-125s will have a higher payload. They'll be able to stay in the air longer versus having to come down and us refill their hoppers with the larvicide. Um, so we'll be able to do bigger areas in one flight. Um, it'll also keep our pilots only having to learn two different types of aircraft versus three or four, which they're trained on right oh. now. So that's a constant um, thing for them, keeping up sure. with all different types of aircraft. So cool. we're, we're looking forward to that possibility as well. Mm. But those mm. are probably our two biggest mm. new things. On Big moves, horizon. man. Yes. You know, very cool. We're so. always looking at new technologies and trying them out. Uh, you know, it sounds like you're making good use of it, too, and we appreciate that new technology does seem to... Uh, sometimes come with a higher price tag, but its efficiency uh, certainly pays off. So, right, and, you know, uh, I will give all of our um, team some props where they really look at the return on investment. It's not just to go play with new toys. Right. They really want to make sure it makes us more efficient and um, able to treat better and make better use of the property taxes. So that's mm, our goal. That's great. And, and that's such an important thing. You, know, you think, well, what does this have to do with real estate? It, we go back to the whole trickle-down thing, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that we've been able, you've been able to, Make it more enjoyable here. Makes more <laughs> By people. a long shot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Makes people say, okay, great. The Florida yeah. Keys, as far as a conception, when I was a kid, I used to get bit by mosquitoes all the time. No, it's a changing environment, and that makes people want to stay here longer, and eventually, sure. funny enough, affects our business. Well, you can stay here longer. You don't get woozy from blood loss. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> It's a good thing. Uh, Beth, uh, really a pleasure. Thank well, you. Thank you guys uh, for having you. me. Uh, anything new pops up on your radar, please uh, get a hold of us. Absolutely. Uh, we'd love to have you back on, right? You're off Great. to go teach a class, I'm right? I'm off to go teach a class in Key Largo office, so do a little training with our inspectors. Very cool. All right, man. Have a good day. Drive thank safe, you. Right? Thank, thank you, you for coming in. Appreciate it. Uh, Beth Ranson from the uh, Florida Keys Mosquito Control District. Very cool stuff. Got to like that a lot. So, uh, you know what? You yes, sir. Uh, got uh, a couple of ideas about um, yeah. how to protect the sellers. Actually, some uh, real estate. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, Lou. Well, directly related uh, real estate, if you will. Yeah, so, exactly. You know. And you know, this doesn't just go for our market. I mean, if you're listening in Chicago or whatever market you're in, yeah. it, this applies. And you know, you're talking as a, as someone who's selling your property. Sure. And why do you need us, especially in the Age of the Zillow, the Realtor.com, all that stuff. In the scope of technology, which we just talked about with killing mosquitoes, uh, lots of people kind of thumb their nose and say, oh, well, we won't need realtors, but... Right. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. do. And and a lot of times when we are going for new business, we have what's called a listing presentation, which is where we sit down with the home seller and, you know, basically are saying why you're going to work with us uh, and also giving them the value of their home. But one of the the key things, and I think it's important, whether you want to hire Mark and I, (laughs) which preferably you do if you're here in the uh, Florida Keys, or even if you're not in the Florida Keys, give us a call. But anything you should ask your realtor and they should expound on what, what they're going to do. There's four key elements, as I've seen in doing this for you know 20 some odd years. Is they've got to not only do but excel in four primary areas. Right. Uh, the first area is marketing. You, you know what are they doing to draw that buyer into your home? Are they doing the right advertising? Are they doing the right social media? Are they doing the right What's videos? Yeah. Are they right, doing the right radio show? Yeah. Well, are they doing? Do what they, are they have a radio show? Do they have show? a show radio yeah. show? What are they doing Ugh, in order to to put your property on the map of potential buyers? Other than right. just dumping it on the MLS, hoping right. someone sees it, hoping that Zillow sees it. You know, what are they doing proactively? And that's right. what you need someone who can excel in that area. Well, I mean, it really, it is throwing a bunch of feelers out there, putting them in a loop, sure. and bringing it all in to work for you. And you got to you got to have someone who's who's visual enough to say, let me try not just one area, but several. (laughs) Or intelligent enough. Exactly. Now, the next step is, do you have someone who can motivate, basically sell, 
a buyer, once they come into your property, to get them enthused enough to want to put in an offer? Are they pointing out all the variables that make your home stand out against the competition? Because remember, this is a competitive field. Your buyer as much as you love your home, isn't just considering your home many, many times. No. They're looking at a full palette of properties that are going to have similar aspects. Your home, although wonderful as it is, may be very similar to some other properties that are on the horizon for buyers. So this is where a really skilled real estate agent, realtor, can come in and say, listen, here are the special things, and really motivate that buyer to say, you know what? This is the property I want to call home. Right. And motivate them to put an offer. And that next step goes into number three is, do they have the negotiating savvy to get the process in order to get the best deal, the best equitable deal, depending on if they're a transaction agent or or single agent, and we'll go into that another time, but can they negotiate effectively um, in order to get the deal done. Some people, you know, they just throw an offer out. Yeah, actually, you know, you, we've got a couple of minutes. Yeah. So let, let's let's breach that, if okay, you will. Okay, sure. Single agent versus transaction yeah. brokerage. Okay, what, in the old days, everybody was a single agent. Right. What, which means is, much like your attorney, they had a fiduciary responsibility, which was A, obedience, um, they had to put in you know, the offer that you wanted, the way right. that you wanted it. Right. There was a lot more. It's basically an extension of you. And the way that I put it is they worked for you right. as a single agent. Yeah. About 15 years ago, it transitioned into what now we call transaction brokers, which right. most brokers are out there are transaction brokers. So what's the difference is there's less fiduciary we um, are less responsible, less responsibility. And it gives a little bit of distance uh, from it. And the way I put it is a single agent works for you. A transaction broker works with you. Our focus is on the transaction. Of course, we have limited, you know, we have confidentiality. Sure, I can't go out and say, hey, by the way, so, you know, the buyer's, yeah. re- you know, yeah. seller's really going to take X. Skate, so, yeah, yeah. So, right. you know, there, there are limited things, but it just gives a little bit more separation, which in the end was better yeah, raise for the liability plane, yeah, reasons. Raise the view from the top of the six-foot stepladder to about 20,000 feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that makes a difference. So yeah. as we're going back and saying the negotiation aspect, we're really looking more to get the deal done. Obviously equitable, sure. uh, fair, uh, but a buyer's agent sometimes, in my experience, and I originally started as a, uh, as a uh, not buyer's agent, but a single agent, is sometimes they lose sight on the big picture. Uh, being as good zealous point. as they really are to get the point. best sure. for their client because that's right. what they have to do. But sometimes, right. you know, you you win the battle, you lose the war. All we care about is the war. The war is getting the deal done. Yeah. So that's that's again a, a great negotiator. Very important to keep that aspect. We're still trying to get the best deal for for the side that you're working on. Right. Uh, that that's critical. So you need, as we mentioned, you need someone who can bring them in the door, which is your marketing. Mm-hmm. You need someone who can negotiate effectively um, uh, to get you your best deal. You need someone also to sell the property and motivate them put the the, the offer in. But here's number four. And this is the most critical aspect because most people, a lot of people can do the first three. This is where experience matters, and that's getting the contract to close. Once you've gone under contract, can you get it to the closing date? And that's a part that a lot of people lose sight of and <laughs> fall short. Yeah. You know, yeah. as dog I've, runs out of steam. As I've told you, yeah. as I've said to a lot of people, you know, it's not hard to excel in the first three, but it's very. It takes a lot of experience to do number four. It takes knowledge. This it takes knowledge. knowledge is and power. this is where yeah. you need that realtor. This mm-hmm. is where when you're doing it on your own, man, you are putting yourself up for issues, a liability well, issues, and knowing how to get the deal done. Getting through the inspection, finding <laughs> out that you've got a leak in your roof, finding out that you know maybe you've got uh, GFIs that aren't working in the bathroom, the kitchen, the yada, wherever. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, who's going to pay to fix it? Right. You know that type of thing, and and that's the representation that you want. Exactly. Let me give you a, an example in just two deals that I'm actually working. One I just closed, another one that we're about to close this week. Um, both of them had permit issues, right. open permits. Now, what do you do? You know, that can be a title defect. You know, and that can sure. hold up everything, or even kill well, the deal. Banks don't lend money on properties that have open uh, permits. Exactly. So, yeah. luckily, as experienced as we are. I knew where to go, how to do it, get it done. Both things were done within an hour. Sure. Now, that could have been something that a less experienced agent 
<laughs> well, no, or a homeowner yeah. isn't going to get it done. Right, this is right. where experience matters. Could have the deal. Number two, uh, a deal we're closing on Thursday. Uh, we had an encroachment issue right. uh, on on a property that that they were beyond the setback. Well, what do you do there? Again, another title issue. Well, we were able to go to the county and realize that actually the setback had been increased, or I should say, decreased. And you know, it's <laughs> that's it's, always the stuff that makes you go, huh? Yeah, it, but that is stuff that can affect things uh, as well. And what happens too, and this is what happens, is because this is an emotional thing. Emotions start getting, you, you know, a little. Oh yeah, everybody heated. gets cranked up. Everybody gets cranked up, yeah. and it's our job to say, hey, you know, keep cool. Sure. Here's what's going to do. There's break. no reason we can't get this done. Right. And you know, we steer the ship. Uh, a lot of times. And, you know, sometimes we're fortunate to do the deal all ourselves. We're working with everybody. Sure. Sometimes we only work one side. Uh, sometimes the other side's realtor may not be as experienced as we are. So it's important to keep a big eye on it and have a lot that of variables. Agent. Yeah. A- exactly. Variables. So when you're looking at an agent, it's critical that they excel. In all four of those areas. And there's other sure. sub-areas that are important, too. But that's really, really the the, the distillation sure. of what it takes to get a great what agent. What it boils down to. And, um, you know, we're Knowledge fortunate. is power. And, again, it goes back to our, our fundamental philosophy mm-hmm. is service. Sure. At the end of the day, I remember when I first started real estate, I went to go work for a very prominent firm that was way out of my league. Yeah. Um, and the guy really didn't want to hire me, but he said, okay, w- why should I hire you? And I was a bartender at the time. And I said, <laughs> well, I said service. I said, yeah, really, yeah. what you do isn't any different than what I do. Yeah. I said, what the hell do you mean? Yeah. I said, I take care of what people want. Right. I give them great service. Same thing with selling a house. Sure. You know, learn what to do, do it well, and make sure you're, whether you're a transaction broker, single buyer, single agent, Make sure your clientele are well served. Be on top of them. Take care of them. That's your number one priority. Well, and I think that's the stuff that you read early on in any uh, sales relationship that mm-hmm. you uh, create with somebody. And, you know, they come in uh, to the office, or you uh, you get a referral. You go out to the house. You take out your listing information. You know, in that time period, you know they should be. And you know, as a seller. You know, pay attention to this. You you know, this person should be hanging on virtually every word mm-hmm. that you're saying. They are not only reading what it is that you're after, but what's your personality? Are you a type A? Do you want it done now? Right. You know, uh, are you type B? It's kind of like, eh, you know, we'll we'll get there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in in wants to work with you on your level, right? You know, because that's the bottom line. Sure. Look, if you're going to provide good service for somebody, you're going to do it via the idea that I'm going to match your juice. Yep. I'm going to have the same skin in this game that you do, mm-hmm. same dog in this hunt, same, right. well, yeah, right. yeah. And that's important. You just, you just mentioned skin. You know, yeah. we get paid when that deal closes. Right. Uh, but I'm paying for the marketing. Yeah. I'm paying for the photography. Yep. I'm paying all this. This is basically an investment on my part. Sure. I'm investing in your house, just as I would invest in the stock market. And I think that's something important to realize. Yeah, I think your is, do, better here. When oh. you're looking at your agent, do they have the resources to be able to market your property? Yeah. You know, a lot of times you'll get an agent and, you know, they, they don't have the financial resources to do it because it can take a lot of money with some of these properties, and especially sure. if you've got a tough-to-sell property that may be on the market for a year. That can be some deep pockets. Now, it may be a deep return, too, for us. Sure. But I'm investing, you're investing in that property, anticipating it's going to close. Sure. So that's another key aspect is to realize we're putting the money up front, and we believe in your product. Yeah, absolutely. And the anticipation goes a step further in that, you know, if we look at it, because, you know, out of the chute, uh, once we have that listing, you know, and we're going to work with you. We're going to go into county records. We're mm-hmm. going to look for permits that are still open, that need to be closed. Do it now. Don't wait around until, no, no, no. you know, it, it's like you're two weeks from closing and your bank is going, well, I can't give you the money. You've got a dock permit that mm-hmm. hasn't been closed in 30 years. That happens all the time. Oh my God, does all it happen? Time. Half yeah. the gray hair I have is from people. Well, I know, have no hair. For <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to say anything, but uh, you know, it's, it, it is ironic the way that works out sometimes. Yeah. And you know, folks, uh, there are a lot of folks out there, a lot of agents out there that are power listers. They carry 30, 40 listings yeah. at one time. And, you know, I, I, Michael, I think, follows the same path that I do, that if you have more than five or six listings, 
I, you know, unless you've got an assistant and a damn good one, yeah. I don't see how you're keeping up. It, it's tough, and I come from the school of thirty listings, yeah, uh, and doing that. But well, I that changed my fade too. But even still, I oh, changed my yeah. philosophy. I yeah. call it the Jerry Maguire focus. You, you know, that's that's where it is. Sure. Is less clients, yeah, better service, yeah. Absolutely. You know, and and that's our core philosophy. And I think with that, we're winding down. Are we out of time. We're, we're getting pretty a high close, sign so from Harry. You know what, folks? Uh, we you know, we always enjoy you coming along to uh, listen to our program here, Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. Uh, we want to thank Sunshine Title, uh, the uh, folks at Prime Lending, yeah, Bob, uh, a Bob Center State Bank, uh, Betty and Lisa, uh, Keys Insurance, Mel and Chris, and uh, of course East Coast Mortgage Lenders, Ken Nyman. Uh, thank you so much. We will catch you again next Monday. Tropical vibes.